Waterfall, the CCW podcast. Hello and welcome to Waterfall, the water saving podcast brought to you by CCW. That's the Consumer Council for Water. Waterfall is all about saving money, saving water, saving energy, saving the environment and combating climate change. So much good stuff. Uh, I'm Mike and I'm here with Karen. Hi, Karen. Hello, Mike. I think Karen is still reeling from last uh, time we were we were recording where we uh, leapt into the shower and discussed whether it was okay to pee in the shower or not. Have you reconsidered your position on that? Um, I can't say I have. Okay. Well, if you have a strong view on that and you're listening to Waterfall, please do get in touch. You can get in touch with the show podcast at ccwater.org. Org.uk. We do love hearing from you. Now, uh, a few weeks ago, we were uh, talking about our Canadian listeners and we promised you that we would seek out a real live Canadian and capture them and bring them on the show. So we managed to manipulate a whole topic just to bring in a Canadian. And today's topic is all about business, businesses and water. So, we have our real life Canadian. Not only that, it's a charismatic Canadian, probably the most charismatic person I know after producer Tom. Um, and he is an expert on businesses and their, their water use. So, uh, how excited are you about our charismatic Canadian coming on the show, Karen? I've really been looking forward to this. Now, we have to, uh, we all have to fess up that we do know the charismatic Canadian. We do indeed. I think, uh, force of nature is a, is a good description. So something for us all to look forward to, Tom is genuinely looking pretty shocked at this. <laughs> um, so, Karen, before we get into uh, businesses and their water use, a different kind of business, doing the business in the shower. Now, I know I'm sounding slightly obsessed after we got prompted from Sabine in the last episode, he was talking about peeing in the shower and how much water we can save that by just adopting a new slightly, uh, you know, slightly different habit. I came across a story in the Daily Mail and a doctor is warning us all of dangerous side effects from peeing in the shower. According to Dr. Alicia Jeffrey Thomas, who's a pelvic floor therapist, apparently she took to TikTok. Have you even heard of TikTok, Karen? I, yes, I have. Have you ever used TikTok? No, I haven't. To be fair, nor have I, Karen. I, I've not used either. Producer Tom, now, have you used TikTok? I'm on TikTok. Oh, look at that. Producer Tom is everywhere. Anyway, she took to TikTok because obviously that's where you go to give out decent medical advice. <laughs> Clearly not. Um, but anyway, Dr. Alicia Jeffrey Thomas took to TikTok to talk about the dangerous side effects that come from weeing while standing under a running stream of water. What can be wrong with that? I mean, what can be wrong with that? Well, according to Dr. Alicia... The action of peeing in the shower causes your brain to associate the sound of running water with the urge to go to the bathroom. So this seemingly innocent connection means that, you know, you could get more serious issues later down the line. Really? So you hear running water and it makes you want to pee caused by peeing in the shower. Yeah, I don't buy this. So are there any lessons that we're learning from this, Karen? <laughs> well, all I can say is as somebody who is later down the line, I don't need sound effects. <laughs> 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 
the, well, the other lesson I've learned with this is just don't go to TikTok to get your medical advice. I mean, clearly. What would you like Waterfall to cover next? Send your water-saving topics to podcast at ccwater.org.uk. So today's topic is businesses and how much water they use and what they can do to save water. Now, how much water do businesses use when you look at public water supply? Now, Karen, I would ask you, but I suspect you know the answer. So we're going to have to turn to producer Tom. Hey. Hi, Tom. Hi. Uh, you know, I, I know you get excited when you get speaking parts. We've <laughs> <laughs> been waiting for this for weeks. How can you top your rather pathetic performance from er- earlier in the, in, the, in the season when you uh, when you were talking about your uh, your the water habits in <sighs> sink sense? I think we yes. concluded you had go back and check that episode out, people. Partial, partial sink sense, I think, partial. we found that you had. Um, so, Tom, percentage wise, out of total public water supply, mm. how much do businesses use? Oh, I'm going to have to say at least a third, Mike, I imagine. At least a third. Uh, I'll tell you what, that I, I am going to call in uh, some kind of scrutiny committee because, <laughs> because Karen, reveal the answer. Um, it is about 30%. Oh, it is. Okay, there we go. You two, go. you two, wow. you're giving me the looks. I, I can see it in their eyes. I'm sure there's something dubious going on here. Well, well done, Luke. If you weren't cheating, Tom... Very well done. I guess. I mean, I would have imagined. Yeah, but your educated guesses when we were in the kitchen show True. talking about sink sets were pretty poor. No, so you know, your, your form isn't great. <laughs> so you pull that one on. at the back. Well done, Tom. You don't Thank win you. a prize. I'm Thank sorry. No. Okay, so t- Tom is now. Maybe we should be getting this Tom on. Forget, forget our Canadian. <laughs> it's not. Forget no. Evan. <laughs> we'll just get Tom to talk about business customers. <laughs> so. Uh, Business customers in in, uh, in in England get water in a slightly different way, don't they, than, than household customers. It's all set up differently. Karen, can you tell me a bit more in very simple terms, please, about this? Um, well, in England, um, non-household customers um, have the opportunity to choose a different um, retailer. So basically, they can move from their current provider to somebody who offers meter reading, billing, and those sorts of retail services. So it, it doesn't mean that if you change your retailer, whatever that means, um, that they'll get their water from a different source? No, the, the water will still be provided by the company that serves that particular area that you live in. It's just the sort of customer-facing activity that changes. Right, so to, to just explain to me what that would be then. What are the customer-facing services? Well, it's things like, as I say, reading your meter, sending you your bill, dealing with any inquiries about your bill, um, and they should also be uh, promoting and encouraging um, their customers to use water more efficiently. So uh, that's a bit like the choices that we have in energy then, because when we switch energy provider, we're not really choosing any different energy it's the same it's the same wires it's really the same energy it's just who sends me my bill right yeah that's right oh okay so i don't think that's well known though that businesses in england can do this right yeah and you know as i say it is different in wales but you know in in england uh it does mean that the customers have some choice so what happens in wales they they don't have the choice to move retailer as such so they are supplied and served by the company uh, that provides those services in their area. So just like us, just like for, yeah. uh, for 
everywhere, every pe- all household customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with household customers, as as most people will realise, you um, you are provided with your services by the company that operates in the area that you live in. So we're, I'm talking about business customers here, but can we let's just be clear? Like when we talk about businesses, who is it we actually mean? Well, as I say, it, it's all sort of non-household customers. So that covers things like offices. Factories, schools, hospitals, charities. Okay. I love the fact in the water sector people talk of household and non-household. They're like ways that no normal human being would. So, but, but I think that's an important point that businesses can be charities, it can be hospitals, it can be schools. It's not just somebody runs a business. You know, it's, it, you know, it's, it's quite a broad term, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, just picking up the, you know, um, the, the, the fact that Tom shared with us about how much water business customers use, it's quite interesting that of that 30% of the public supply that's used, there are 1% of customers that use half of that water because they're massive users of water. The rest of those non-household customers tend to use water for what you might term um, normal domestic use. So flushing the toilet, making a cup of tea, you know, whatever else people people do. Wow, so 1% of business customers use 50% of all the water that businesses use? That's right. Wow, that's incredible. I should have asked Tom that. Would you have known the answer to that, Tom? <laughs> yes, Mike. Yes, I would have got it correct, I'm no, certain. No, he's a, a bare-faced <laughs> Uh, we don't want to encourage this behaviour on Waterfall. Uh, very uh, well behaved, mainly. Well, Karen is. Uh, right. So, businesses and water, they use a lot of water. But why should that matter to us? Well, I think the thing to remember is that the water that we're all using is all coming from the same places. Um, you know, the water supply is to being taken from rivers, streams, reservoirs. Um, you know, wh- where it goes, um, you know, we all have a duty to try to use that water responsibly. And particularly when we're in a drought situation, you know, we really need to do everything we possibly can to help. Great, great point. It all comes from the same place. Now, I know a lot of people as well... Um, really want to make better choices about you know where they buy things from so um, water use i'm guessing is part of that as well yeah i mean i think so i mean i i think you know increasingly people do care about um the people that provide services to them or products to them and um the that that company's attitude to water conservation but you know the environment more generally is is, is bound to make them more attractive than potentially somebody that isn't showing that degree of care. Yeah, I mean, I find I getting really wound up when I, when I see businesses wasting water. There was a certain coffee outlet in the main station in Birmingham, where we are, uh, Birmingham New Street, um, Bar Box, let's not name them, but it sounds a bit like that. And they, they just had a tap running nonstop while I was queuing up, and I could feel myself getting wound up by that. <laughs> I, I was like, properly wound up. But, um, but also, I, I went and got my hair cut, Another hairdryer, another haircut story. Um, when I got my haircut just before lockdown, right? So 2020, February 2020, I'm sitting in a chair and this barber had two taps dribbling. And it wasn't just dripping, it was kind of dripping that had gone into like a, yeah, it was running, but very, a very small amount. Anyway, I said to them, oh, you don't get your taps fixed. You're wasting a lot of water there. And the guy said, ah, 
Ah, oh, you know, do you want to get a plumber in? Now, cost me, cost me 50 quid to get a plumber in. She said, oh, it's not worth it, mate. And I was like, mm, you should really get them fixed. Anyway, didn't think much of it. Lockdown happened. I was, I got, my kids were cutting my hair during lockdown. I mean, we should do a whole podcast on that because that was quite funny in itself. Anyway, um, after lockdown ended, a year later, I went back and got my hair cut and the, t- the taps were still running, right? I was so incensed. I went back and then I worked out how much water that they had wasted. Get this, I'm not exaggerating. It was half a million litres of water and I worked out how much that cost them. 1,500 quid, right? So I went back in and I said, I said, you know, this, um, this, 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 these taps will cost you 1,500 quid uh, in water. And the guy went, oh, I didn't pay the bill, mate. Because he wasn't the guy who runs the shop. It was just some fellow who cuts hairs. He didn't care. Didn't care to hoots. So I was so annoyed I just changed hairdressers. And as I've mentioned on earlier episodes, and please check out all the other editions of of Waterfall, my new hairdresser is a proper water champion. So there you go. But but that does make the point that we do make choices, don't we, based on the sustainability of businesses. And okay, for me personally, (laughs) wasting water does wipe me up. Yeah, and I mean, what's amazing about that story as well is just how much dribbling taps can waste and, um, you know, and, and the money attached to them. Um, so I think for some businesses, the amount of um, water that you can save and therefore the money that you can save can really make the difference between staying afloat or sinking. Well, it can for small diff- mm-hmm. well, for small businesses because people are struggling right now, you know, um, and especially on the back of pandemic now a cost of living crisis so that can be the difference in a business staying open and a business filling. I mean those numbers like well 1500 that wasn't made up that was based on that actual water company's unit cost of water it's a lot of money yeah and if it was a hot tap you know you've got the combined energy costs as well that's a great point actually I didn't even check out whether it was a hot hot tap or maybe I should go back I'm still annoyed is that a hot tap I'm even more annoyed I've got, I've got a feeling they won't let you in <laughs> yeah there's a restraining order <laughs> enjoying the show please consider leaving a five star rating on iTunes and Spotify are you ready Karen <laughs> as I'll ever be it's the time we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for episodes and episodes and episodes for this. It's time for a Canadian, a real Canadian, Evan, Jonette, hello. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me. I was, uh, it's good to be back at uh, CCW's offices. Um, I wasn't sure you ever wanted me to darken your door again because we used to work together. But uh, now you've got this world-famous podcast, all bets are off, clearly. So thanks well, for having me back. needs must, Evan. And we are happy to you have, have you fans. Back. I know you have fans. We're going to keep you away from the stationary cabinet. Um, now, we have, unbelievably, I think you have something to do with this, Canadian listeners. So have you got any special messages for them? Um, I'd like to say bonjour to all the uh, Canadians out there. But no, I was very... Uh, uh, it was funny when you reached out saying, did you have something to do with the Canadian uh, uh, top 10 or whatever it was you broke? But no, nothing to do with me. If any Canadian saw it, it was a complete coincidence. But congratulations on your uh, world-renowned success. Um, may, it, may it continue. It didn't take a long to start taking the mickey, did it? <laughs> no, no. We, we fall back into easy routines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite predictable, really, isn't it? Um, so, Evan, you are a, a expert in water and business, and you work for an organisation called Mosul. And just to be clear, that's not a town in Iraq. It's not, got no, bombed a lot. No. Um, t- tell us what Mosul is. Uh, thank, thank you, Mike, and thanks for putting the word expert in quotes. Uh, they won't see that, but you did that with your fingers there. 
Uh, it's very much subconscious, isn't it? <laughs> Um, yeah, so Mosul. Uh, Mosul is uh, Market Operator Services Limited. Mosul uh, is uh, an organization that maintains the switching and settlement engine for the non-household water market. It's also the custodian of the market codes that sets out the rules uh, for how water retailers and water wholesalers should operate and serve customers. So basically, if there are any non-water sector people listening to this, you have no idea what that is. Well, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping not to use any more jargon than that, but uh, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. I know households are stuck with their water company, but uh, if you are in a, a business sense, you own a business premise, you are able to switch, and that's where the retailer and wholesaler breakdown comes, uh, comes into play for business customers only in the water sector. So let's jump straight in. We've got a drought on at the moment for many parts in England and Wales. I think all of Wales at the time of recording this is in drought and 11 out of 14 environment agency regions in England are in drought. So there's a drought going on. And many patches have also been affected by hosepipe bans. So have businesses been affected by this? Yeah, Mike, some businesses were affected uh, by the hosepipe bans this summer. Uh, we saw drought condi- conditions uh, intensify across the country. Some businesses were quite reliant on hose pipes. Um, anybody who washes vehicles, anybody who washes windows, clearly. Um, but even where there weren't hose pipe bans, considering what happened this summer, I'd expect more businesses to be concerned about how reliable their water supply is uh, at times of high demand. I think surveys, including your own, suggest that uh, supply reliability is, is pretty high on most business customers' agendas. And I think this summer probably uh, would have spooked some of them uh, to realize that that water isn't uh, infinite. So, Evan, can we do a little quiz on you now? Uh, um, you can try. Hopefully, I don't fail in front of uh, in front of all the fans. Yeah. Well, I'm only doing this because I asked. I was going to ask Karen a question. I was convinced she knew the answer, which she did. So I asked Tom, and then he completely fluked it, right? Which I suspect there was some cheating going on. So I'm going to ask you: Is out of all the water, the, the public water supply, what percentage is used by business customers? Um, yes, um, thank you for asking that question, Mike, which I'm just going to get off the top of my head, but I'm going to say 30%. Oh, look at that! It's not I in my mean, notes at all. It's not in your notes. No, 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 no. no. 30, am I right? Yeah, I'm yeah, right. yeah that's okay. a hat trick. Everyone in the room knew this, apart from I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I had to be told three times. Yeah. But, but awesome. I'm amazed at this, that you all got, you all got this. So, businesses use a lot of water. We've heard many times in, in this podcast about the need to reduce water demand and we've mainly been focusing on what people can do in their own lives and their own homes. But how important is the role in business in, in reducing demand? Um, it's, it's very important, Mike. Um, the non-household water usage is very skewed. A, a small percentage of business customers actually use a very large proportion of water, meaning a small number of very top-consuming consumers, business consumers, could do a whole lot to save a lot of water. In fact, the uh, top-consuming 32,000 supply points use 60% of the water in the non-household market and 18% overall. So a few businesses can make a big difference. Um, and you've probably seen factoids as well that tell you how much water it actually takes to make certain products, agriculture or, or manufacturing, thousands and thousands of, of litres of water for one kilogram of product produced. So yeah, you can make a huge, uh, huge difference. So what you're saying is a few businesses use a lot of water. A few businesses do use a lot of water, and uh, I suppose at the other end, it's worth uh, reminding listeners that a lot of businesses use a little bit of water, and a lot of businesses are very much using water the same way households do. Um, 
you know, I th I'm not sure the exact figure, but um, I think, you know, around 98, 99% of businesses are small businesses and they use water in their kitchens and flush toilets. So very much the domestic type usage. So all the hints and tips that we've been banging on about in previous editions of Waterfall would then be equally as relevant for small businesses? I would say for smaller businesses, uh, yeah, jump on CCW's website. The top tips that you have for saving water would apply equally well to them. Um, you know, don't, you know, need, need to fill your kettles, fix, fix your taps, fix your leaky loos. I think those apply equally well. <laughs> Evan stopped there deliberately because he saw I was taking a drink. <laughs> this is, this is, this is the genius of the man. <laughs> so businesses, particularly small businesses, can just take the steps that, that we would all do to, to reduce water yeah. use. What about, what about the big businesses then? Um, bigger businesses are more likely to use water as part of their business processes. So for them, they could probably make more savings by re-engineering their processes. Um, you know, for instance, off the top of my head, something like cooling processes is something where, you know, if you use water for cooling, there's no reason not to go down the drain. You could reuse that and, and, and cool something at a later stage in the business process. So. I'm no business expert, but I would suggest... You are. We think you're a business expert. Well, you both, yes, you both please said, pretend. You, you, have, you have said I am, but in terms of engineering a business process, I'm no expert, but I suggest that on-site water reuse is probably a, a big way to do that. Um, bigger business especially can use uh, great rainwater or grey water recycling. Um, there's no reason that can't be used for grounds maintenance uh, afterwards. It's certainly the case. I know that uh, I think golf courses, uh, you know, I think they were allowed to use water on their uh, play areas, but uh, maybe not in the other areas. So that would have been, you know, an opportunity perhaps to use grey water or, or rainwater for uh, maintaining the uh, larger grounds, perhaps. I think it was your boss, in fact, who I bumped into earlier in the week, mm. said to me that um, an oil refinery that is one of the largest users of water uh, sprays clean water essentially tap water on the outside of tanks to cool them. So there's basically zero reason why that needs to be fresh, pure, clean water that you can drink. And it just goes to show how much is used in, in ways that they don't really need to be used. Yeah, I heard that, that story as well. And the other, the other aggravating part of that story was uh, apparently there was an uh, a extra bit where they had to use chemicals to dechlorinate the water as well because the chlorination didn't play well with the, with the metal. So not only were you using potable water to your millions of litres of it, but uh, it had to be dechlorinated apparently, which uh, is, is begs belief. How wow, so that's like more time and expense to take. So we put the chlorine in to kill the and, and then take the chlorine out. out. You do the hokey pokey <laughs> and then uh, you end up with all the questions. <laughs> yeah. Is that part? Is that part? Of I think it's part of the business process. So <laughs> you really yeah. do the yeah. hokey pokey. Think how much water you can save, Mike. <laughs> what about the dirty side of the business? We talked in a, uh, in a few episodes ago about what you you can and can flush and what the rules were. Are the rules different for businesses? Um, the rules aren't different for, for a bit. Well, no, that's not strictly true. The rules more or less about what goes down the drain. Yes. You know, don't, don't put stuff down the drain. If your household, if you're not supposed to put something down the drain as a household, don't put it down as a business. But I would say there are additional considerations for businesses in that a lot of those business processes we just talked, talked about actually pick up some nasties that maybe you wouldn't have at home. So there's something, um, there's something in the industry called trade effluent consents. Um, and that's effectively you asking the water company for permission to put something that shouldn't be in the water down the drain. So it could be that the temperature of the water when your process is done, the pH, 
the chemical content, the biological content, it's not really suitable for the normal treatment of sewage. So in effect, you're asking the water company for permission. You may well be paying a different tariff for the privilege of doing that. Uh, and if you change the business process, you have to tell the, the water company. And it's quite a, a serious process. It's a legal requirement to have the right trade effluent consent to dump that kind of stuff. And uh, as well, the water companies need to be on top of those as well. Uh, it, it could pose a, a, a health and safety concern to the sewer network if, if, in fact, that's not monitored very carefully. So the rules then, just to summarise, I think, is what you're saying is that Fat soils and greases, yeah, like, yeah. like a household don't do it, you know, they're only the three Ps. But if your business process does mean that something non-standard is going down there, you have to then get a consent, so permission to do this. Yeah, and so, have to tell so, your company. yeah so if you're writing about, you see the car washes and you see, you know, water kind of running into into drains, a lot of those drains will belong to the water companies. Those those car washes should have, in, in effect, sorted out a trade effluent consent with the with the water company. So, but yeah, the fat soils and greases for those ninety nine percent of businesses that are small businesses, the same things apply. I, you know, shout out to Steve Grevy, your last it was on a recent podcast. You you get quite right about you know uh, fat soils and greases perhaps being a problem near takeaways. You know that gets into the the, the, the sewer system. So yeah, it can it can cause a problem on on the high street, uh, the, the fog. And can I also thank Steve for giving you a hard time, Mike, at that episode for challenging this idea that maybe yogurt was okay to go down the drain. I had quite a laugh listening to that and I'm glad Steve set you straight. I'll tell you what, I have changed my behavior since that That's good. and uh, it was actually the coffee, the, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the remnants of the coffee at the bottom of the cafeteria. Yeah. I have been now putting them in my compost bin, which I good. have reinvented um, and it, it is a bit more messy, but I feel a bit better about myself from doing it. Like, I genuinely have been doing this and that was all because of that conversation in that episode. So, you know, we are, we do, and that's one of the things, we are trying to be authentic and practice what we preach uh, on Walls of Fall. I really like Steve, Steve as well, I think made a good point. I think it was Steve who made the point about trash, uh, you know, the kind of the, the, the disposal units and said they weren't popular. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they're not. That seems a terrible idea. I'm assuming that tech is you grind it up and it flushes down. It's not grind it up and, and, and pull it out. It goes right down the sewer. That's that right. seems a terribly bad. I don't understand how compacting and, and grinding your food gets. It's not going to get rid of the fog, is it? So I can't imagine. It makes it smaller. Of, I can't imagine that's a good <laughs> idea. So no, I, I can't. Uh, I can't say that. I hope that's a tech that catches on here. Now, before you came in, we were we were saying that. Um, People do care about the sustainable side of businesses and the choices that businesses yeah. make, and that that's becoming a, a bigger thing. And uh, you know, it, it does matter to people. Do Do you think that businesses can include water use when they look at their kind of corporate social responsibility side of things? I think they can. I think they can. I think it's fair to say that increasingly non-household customers, especially larger corporate customers, do care about corporate social responsibility. And they do want to understand what they can do to reduce their impact on the environment and water and sewage obviously forms a part of that. And water and sewage also has a uh, has an impact, uh, has a carbon impact. And I'll, I'll get to that in just a, a second. Um, but you'll you'll know, Mike, your own research from CCW shows that businesses struggle to put kind of water at the top of their priority list, um, not least because when you compare the utility costs against um, energy and telecoms, it's probably a tiny little bit. Um, again, um, I've also I've spoken to people who've uh, uh, spoken to large businesses who say that their bills in other utilities, tens of millions of pounds in energy, tens of millions of pounds in oil storage, and uh, a million pounds uh, for water. 
um, you can see, you know, if you're going to prioritize something, it makes it a bit more difficult, doesn't it, to put water. But um, I think one of the things we'd like to say um, is that um, businesses should be connecting the drops. Not connecting the dots, but connecting the drops. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pun. Um, because, uh, as I said earlier, lowering the business water usage will lower your energy usage as well. I think um, you probably shared this message with your listeners that uh, a lot of the energy cost comes from heating water. So if you are using less heated water, you are using less energy. And in fact, your carbon footprint then falls accordingly. Yeah, I mean, this, this is something that we've really been trying to sort of make people aware of because, you know, it is, it's so important, not only, you know, uh, when you're at work, but also when you're at home as well. Oh, absolutely, it matters. And that point about joining the drops, um, <laughs> doesn't that just make a trickle? Um, I, yeah, I suppose, but a lot of trickles make a drop and then a lot of drops yeah. make a giant saving. And can I also just put, uh, make a plug for, for Mosul here? We've been trying to do some clever things around water consumption. Um, although Mosul doesn't specifically, you know, advise customers directly, we're trying to make our website you know, more informative all, all the time. We've got a consumption dashboard, which is uh, is quite popular. But we've also uh, recently, as well, tried to translate the water consumption that is in use across, you know, different uh, water company areas, and turn that into also the kind of carbon uh, uh, usage as well. So there's a bit of a translator there. So if you're at all curious about what kind of you know, carbon uh, uh, usage is is being used across different kind of business areas. You can jump on our website and you'll see that translation. It's quite interesting. Great. Tom, take notes. Um, so if you're a business and you're listening to this, you go, okay, that's great. And you've, you've whetted my appetite. I want to find out more. What, what should they do? What would you recommend uh, a business does? Well, I would say that your CCW site is a good resource for customers. As we've already talked about, 99% of them are like households. So, you know, your, your top tips and your advice, uh, you know, are, are, are definitely applicable to business customers. I'd also plug our website, the Mosul website. Um, there's some really good stuff on our Mosul's Insight page, so please visit that page if you want to know. I'd also, again, just to give listeners a bit of a peek you know, behind the curtain, I talked earlier about the business market being served by retailers and wholesalers. Well, strictly speaking, the retailers who are serving business customers should be providing the customer service. They should be providing the advice. So, in fact, if you're a business customer, contact your retailer. Your retailer will be on your bill, the details they should have a department that will be able to talk water efficiency with you. And if they don't directly provide those services, they will know somebody who, who does and put you uh, in touch. And that's effectively what the business market was supposed to do. It was supposed to make the retail arm that much more savvy, that much more clever, and be able to connect business customers with those you know, perhaps water efficiency tools uh, that they wouldn't otherwise be aware of. Great advice, sir. Um, now, we've been asking all our guests, Evan, uh, what their personal water consumption is. So how much, what's your technical term? PCC, per capita consumption? How much water do you use, Evan? Do you know? <laughs> Mike, if I knew, if I knew it was going to get this personal, I might not have agreed to do the podcast. <laughs> my, my personal water consumption. You're having a laugh. But uh, actually, thanks, uh, thanks for that question. And quite coincidentally, not because you primed me at all, I was just looking at my water meter the other day. Don't give any impression that we prepared for this. <laughs> and I got my trousers dirty because I had to go out on the footpath and open up the cover and had a look. But uh, um, yeah, so in our household, we're using about 600 litres a day. 
there are four adult-ish people in the house, so that's around 150 liters per person per day, which I understand is about the average. However, not to pat myself on the back, I don't think that's quite the level that, say, an organization like Waterwise would like to see us using. I think they've, I think they've recently challenged us to use us at 100 liters per day, I think. So I'm still 50% over that, uh, you know, that threshold. But I am, on average, average in terms of my per person consumption. I, I can't say how reassured I am to hear that. <laughs> yeah, two, two points I want to make on it. You should have seen that look at Karen's face there when you said I've actually used. Because, because you very similar usage and Karen was feeling a little bit ashamed of her personal Well, I, I have to say, the other bit, the other past podcast, was a throwback to another podcast. I have to say, I liked your suggestion, Mike, about the shower songs. Um, and blur and the uh, two minute minute song. So uh, I have tried that. The only problem is sometimes I'm in the shower and I'm having such a great time that I might listen to blur five times on the trot and I'm like, oh no, that's ten minutes. I'm like, oh no, I don't think it works if you just listen to blur five times in a row. So <laughs> um, our, 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 now I don't want to shame you, Evan. But our last guest was, had a consumption of ninety. Oh, Steve did. did no, no, no. Oh, you have, oh you've had a guest since. Had a guess I since oh, I haven't heard that podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm so just, Steve was around 92, I think. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's important. Although he did involve some dodgy maths um, <laughs> within, within that. And he has a spreadsheet, which I was slightly concerned about. Yeah. I, no, it's a good challenge. Look, looking back at my own consumption, I suppose there is no good reason that I couldn't do a better job, you know, perhaps of, of saving water. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of ways you could you could save shower water, save bath bath save bath water, reuse it. Um, you know, to give a, a little bit of credit to myself, recently put in a water butt. It's be it's impressive after a bit of rainfall how quickly that fills up. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, really really interesting. The other thing as well is uh, very recently went to um, the. Um, uh, a home and kind of garden show at the NEC and was really uh, impressed to see just how compact and easy it might be if you are doing renovations, you know, grey water recycling. They had some uh, rain, or not grey water, it was rain harvesting. Really impressive bits of kit for a lot less than I would have thought. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not quite prepped to do that now, but maybe when the house gets its next kind of remodel, maybe that's something to consider. And then you will see me drop um, precipitously down to uh, 90 litres a day, I'm sure. You know, this all being recorded. I know. I've committed in front of thousands and thousands of listeners that I'm going to pay thousands of pounds to put a uh, rainwater harvesting in. Now, the big question that's come up, Karen's already going, oh, no. You know where I'm going with this, Karen? I tried to think. I think you do know where I'm going. So... Uh, you won't have heard this, but we were just talking about um, a water tip that a German listener had sent in oh, about no. your, uh, having a a pee in your daily shower, and you can save quite a lot of water if you do that. I, I think I know day. the question you're going to ask. So where me. do you stand on this, Evan? <laughs> on the basis that I don't know that my wife is going to listen to this. <laughs> I, and, it's, and this is only going to stay within these four walls and no one else is going to hear it. Um, yeah, I'm going to admit on record that, uh, yes, I do routinely have a pee in the shower. I don't see any reason to I'm not do so. And then, uh, yeah, use the toilet after. It seems silly. So we've got admitting with hesitation. I was just admitting to it. Tom was actively proud of it. Karen. Yeah. Not Karen so wasn't, wasn't, wasn't going to admit to it. So, yeah, but just to be very clear, it's only number ones in the shower, Mike, just to uh, be absolutely clear. 
I, I'm with you on this, and we were talking about this off <laughs> air, and Karen was like, don't, don't go there. Don't I, go there. And I think my line on this, Karen, is I, I've, I've, I've never knowingly done a number two in the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. This is going to be a boy thing. I, <laughs> I would hate to see you having to call Dino Rod, Mike, after a <laughs> shower gone wrong. Evan, <laughs> um, we are... It's been great to have you on. We're running out of time. Um, do you know, you actually quoted the average consumption in Britain, uh, in, well, in England and Wales, which is 151, I yeah. think, is the latest figure. That's the annual figure, not the three-year-old average. Um, do you know, what, what is in Canada? Do you know? I, I don't know the exact figure, but I have, over the past years, just, you know, I've, I've just been curious. I, I wasn't really into water when I left Canada over 20 years ago, but I've occasionally gone and just done a comparison to see where they're at. And um, I think the, the average North American consumption is, is much higher on average. The average American, North American consumption of energy is much higher on average. Um, I don't think we should be complacent that we've solved the energy or the water problem in the UK. We certainly haven't. But um, I think we are very luckily, lucky that we haven't gotten into the habits of, of some other countries uh, by adopting uh, devices and, uh, and, and processes that use so much water and so much energy. And uh, I hope we will continue to resist those. I think we should embrace um, uh, other uh, uh, methodologies like uh, putting how much water our devices use, the, the water labeling, which I know Coming you, soon, guys, you guys support, because, uh, yeah, I, I think we need to be very conscious that it, it could it could creep up. If we're not careful, we could be going in the wrong direction rather than the right direction. And, uh, well, there's a lot of great things about Canada and North America. I'm not sure that the water and the energy usage is something that uh, they uh, can be proud of compared to where the UK is. But then again, a lot of other countries do uh, an even better job than we do about saving water and energy, and I think that's where we should be looking. I expect now a massive surge in our North American listeners. Hate mail, probably. <laughs> you have that Canadian telling us how wasteful we are. <laughs> right, Evan, it's been great to have you on. We'd love to have you back on to tell us about your massive progress that you're going to make. In your uh, in your personal quest, well, thank, you know, thanks for having me, Mike. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, you know, I'm hoping producer Tom can cut out all the bits where I said silly things, uh, and the listeners will never hear all of the false starts we had uh, and all the ums and the ahs, and it will make me sound super clever. He never cuts out my rubbish bits, but he, you know, he, I think he emphasizes. Add more in. I think I think the audience likes to hear those bits, Mike. So I suggest you leave those in. Uh, you're not going to do what Steve Grevy did and applaud did himself. Oh, okay. Did he give himself a round of applause? A shameless self promoted. Yeah. No, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of doing that. He was an all-time low for waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by CCW, the voice for water consumers. Okay, well, we're running out of time on waterfall. That was that was great. We definitely need more Canadians on the show. Um, could you cope with another dose of Evan, Karen? Oh, I think so. Oh, you just see charmer. <laughs> um, you got a twinkle in your eye there, Karen. Usually you're, you know, well, by the end of an episode, you're quite depressed. <laughs> well, I like it when we have guests on. I think it's good. It's because I don't pick on you as much. It's something like that. Yeah. And we've got some great stuff there, there from Evan. I mean, what stuck out for you? Um, well, I think, I, I think it was really interesting hearing a bit about the challenges that the, the business community are also facing. A lot of them are very similar to household customers. Um, but I think the important thing is if you are a business and you want to find out more, 
um, have a look at not only the CCW website, but also Mosul's website as well. Yeah, absolutely. And there's loads of great stuff on there. Producer Tom will stick them on the show notes. There was a couple of things that stuck out for me. And it was something actually you said right at the very beginning that all the water, it's the same water. It comes from the natural environment, you know, so it all comes from the same place. So we've all got to care about it. But the other thing was just um, that, that we talked about the arrangements being different for business customers in England um, and who, who provides them with the water is different than for household customers. So uh, get in touch with the person who provides you with your water and they can give you some advice on, on how to save water. So, so reach out get that advice and don't hang around because it's well worth it because, you know, it's good for the environment and will save businesses money. So, so lots of good reasons to, to save water. Don't forget, we uh, want to hear from you. And uh, as I said, we we're expecting a huge surge now in North American contact. So please do get in touch with the show podcast at ccwater.org.uk. And don't forget, you can check out our entire back catalogue of episodes from wherever you get your podcast from so uh that's all we got time for today that's so it's goodbye from me mike and it's goodbye from me karen